This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Jay Severin. I'll tell you what I think about, despite my history with Mitt Romney, despite what I think of him and everything else, I will tell you honestly, with my heart and soul, what I think about what he did this morning in calling a national press conference to attack Trump. Jay Severin. Weekdays, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern. On the Blaze Radio Network. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, hello. How are you? Welcome to the broadcast. I know it doesn't make much difference to you, but to me, it does. And we have had, if I sound a little bit different, it's just because I'm talking to you. I wanted to talk to you so bad, so bad today, that even with technical issues between Mercury Studios in Dallas and New York City, (laughs) yes, I used the miracle of a regular hardline phone. (laughs) It still works. Amazing, I know. I could have used uh, cell phone technology. It's possible, but no. Why would I do that when I could just talk to you on a hardline phone? Right? Right. Now, so if it sounds a little bit different, sorry. Welcome to the Blaze Radio Network. We'll try to get it figured out for you. But I didn't want to miss the show just because we were having some, you know, some kind of bougie little technical difficulty between... Dallas and New York, you don't care, right? And if you do, tough, okay, tough. Welcome to it, the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. That technology hopefully will still work. Uh, We've got so much going on today. Um, CPAC going on, Michael Pelkin, uh, Glenn Beck. Uh, all on the Blaze Radio Network uh, live. Uh, I don't think you're not going to be able to hear Glenn live uh, on uh, Blaze Radio Network, but you will be able to see the speech uh, later on this afternoon. I started looking, uh, thinking about the show. You know, I mean, I, I kind of think about uh, you know the things that you would like during the week, and then last night I'm kind of putting things together, and I thought, you know, and then I get onto this story, and I just want to welcome you to. The Mind of Me. Let's call this The Mind of Me. So I find this story, uh, you know, 19 things that make you feel like a dinosaur. Yes, I'm hooked. All right, you got me. I want to see what those 19 things are. And usually by the time I get to, you know, five, I've had enough of clicking to the next page because it's all about page clicks for these websites. So, I, you know, I move on. But here I am the 19 things that are in the dinosaur. And I, I want to introduce you to my mind and how it works because I'm, I'm on one and it says Motorola razors were popular over 10 years ago. Okay. You got me. I love those Motorola razors, razor phones. So number two, I, I click, I move on. You've already got me. And it talks about the first Zoolander movie. 
The first Zoolander came out 14 years ago. <laughs> what? And of course, this website uh, now is uh, you know saying you know they must be uh, love Ben Stiller because they're talking about Tropic Thunder is seven years old, and then they tell you that Ben Stiller is fifty-one years old this year. And don't forget these are nineteen things that are supposed to make me feel like a dinosaur, right? All right, so Ben Stiller fifty-one, you got me. Then they have a picture of Britney Spears with their head shaved, and it talks about Britney's meltdown nine. Years ago, nine years ago for the Britney meltdown. Amazing. She's actually turned that around big time. So you've already got me. I'm moving on inside the mind of me. Number six, kids starting high school this year were born in 2000 or 2001. Wow. That is amazing. Uh, You got me. I'm moving on. All right, and it talks about you know um, the girl that was featured on the Blink 182 CD. Uh, she's 43 now. Um, their album "Anima of the State" 17 years ago now. Wow. So then I think, you know, I see "Anima of the State" it makes me think, well, "Enemy of the State," one of my favorite movies. I mean, how old is that? So I looked that up 18 years ago was enemy of the state. All right, so I'm back to the list. I've mo- I've moved from the IMDb page of enemy of the state back to the list. And they tell me that uh you know all the Blink 182 artists uh in the band are in their 40s now. All right, well, whatever. So I click on to 10. You still got me. Uh and it says the years, number 10, the years 1966 to 1991 are just as far apart as 1991 to 2016. I mean, uh, duh. And then it asked me, remember Stephanie Tanner? Well, of course I remember Stephanie Tanner, simply because I was forced not long ago to watch the opening episode on Netflix, Fuller House, right? And she was the little girl on the original Full House. And my wife was, you know, a big fan, so of course I was forced to watch the Fuller House and it's just a tremendous episode, and Netflix did a great job. But she said she is now 34 and a recovering drug addict. But, you know, her character is still, you know, whatever it is on Fuller House. All right, so you got it. Number 12. I'm still with you. I'm still on the list of the 19 things that are going to make me feel like a dinosaur. I haven't really felt like a dinosaur yet. I've just felt like, yeah, I remember that. The little girl from Aliens is now 39 years old. Still got me. I'm still clicking. I'm still clicking. Number 13, remember when everyone was obsessed with Boxy? And I, I'm trying okay, now I'm thinking, Boxy, Boxy. Was I ever obsessed with Boxy, Boxy? And uh, so, you know, I, I go, I look up Boxy. And I go, oh, yeah, that's right. Well, she now, uh, you know, she, the Internet who's a little celebrity, well, she's on the Discovery Channel now, uh, doing a show on Discovery Channel. Amazing, right? Good for her. I'm still clicking. I'm still there. You got me, 19, and I've made it through 13. And I've only taken a couple of side trips, right, inside the mind of me. I've only taken a couple of side trips. Number 14, if Bart Simpson had aged like a real person, he would be 36 years old. 
<laughs> okay. Okay. I'm not, I don't feel like a dinosaur. Just, I'm still like, wow. Okay, you got me. So you already got me. I'm still moving. Number 15, I'm still clicking. You're getting your page views. Uh, EMGN.com, Imagine.com. Uh, number 15, Green Day is being played on classic rock stations. All right? You still got me. I'm not a dinosaur yet, though. Not quite sure I feel like a dinosaur yet, but you still got me. Then they have the cover of uh, Playboy magazine from 1996. Leslie Nielsen is on it. Story about Bruce Willis. Story about Michael Jackson. Story about Courtney Love. Wow. And to think that Playboy still had a magazine then, right? Because they just ended that. We talked about that not long ago. Pretty fascinating. Number 17, you still got me. I'm still clicking. Because now I'm almost, now I'm on the downside of the 19, right? I'm like, okay, well, I mean, I got to know all 19. I have to. 17, they bring up squeeze it, the fruit juice bottles that you rip the little top off. And they were, they were called squeeze it. And of course, I remember those. I mean, we bought them by the ton for my uh, oldest son when he was, uh, you know, when he was a kid. Although they were discontinued 15 years ago. <laughs> okay, I'm almost close to feeling like a dinosaur. I'm not there yet, though. I'm almost. It's possible that I could be there. Which gets me thinking about all the times that we use squeeze it, you know, rocks me down memory lane of when uh, my oldest son was, you know, a little kid. So then I, you got me. I've got a couple more left, right? I'm going to have to do it, right? So I hit 18. This is where I went way off track. This is where the train derailed. The little pink-haired girl from Lazy Town. Remember her? 25 years old. And I think, wow. She's 25. And I think, the little girl from, the little pink-haired girl from Lazy Town, well, I wonder what the heck she's doing now. So I click on, you know, pink-haired girl from Lazy Town. And the first story that pops up is from October 2012. And it says, Stephanie from Lazy Town, arrested for prostitution. As I read the story. I'm like, oh, my gosh, she's arrested for prostitution. Are you kidding me? That's amazing. I can't believe it. And then I, I, I click back out of that story, and August of 2013, almost a year later, it talks about an interview with uh, Juliana Rose Mariello, the lazy town pink-haired girl, and uh, who, who played Stephanie. And then right below that is another story that says she's she died of an apparent suicide overdose. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So I click on the die. The, she died of an overdose story. Here it is. She died of an overdose. And then I thought, well, I wonder what she said in this interview in 2013. So I go to the interview. And the interview is fascinating with this glossy website, uh, Glossy News. And she is like, uh, thanks for joining us. Now, let's just do the interview. Please, I'm very uncomfortable. When were you arrested for prostitution? I've never been arrested for anything. Not ever. Where did you guys even get this story? What about getting arrested for drugs? 
no, not for anything. I've never been arrested. Now, remember, this interview took place before the story of her dying of a drug overdose. And it goes on and on and on, and she's denying and wondering what the heck this guy is talking about or this girl who's, who Glossy News is talking to her. And she talks about, uh, I have an art film I'm working on right now. I, I, it's not exactly for the younger crowd, but it's pretty rare, pretty raw, and pretty amazing. I probably shouldn't talk about it. Glossy News, is it an adult film? <laughs> You'll have to wait for the premiere to find out. So that almost seems like it is, right? She says, so it's an adult film. I already told you, I won't say. What sorts of things will this adult film delve into? Okay, we are done. Now, then she says, I'm out. Come on, I, I, don't, even, I don't even know what you mean. I don't even know how to answer that uh, on the record. Would you like me to turn off the recorder? You guys are so silly. I think we're done here, right? Go ahead and turn it off. The tape ran out. And then he asked... <laughs> If I had an eighth of Coke in my pocket, how would you change this interview? <laughs> so they're just beating up this Juliana, the pink-haired girl from Lazy Town, right? So then, I, all right, so I'm like, wait a second. This is amazing. She didn't answer. She didn't say anything. I've got to find out what the deal was. So I look it up. Okay, here's the answer of pink-haired girl from Lazy Town. Uh, best answer of her dying in an overdose, she didn't. The only news outlet that reported her arrest was this glossy news, and they made it up. They changed Stephanie's actress uh, because she was too old to play Stephanie, right? She did it for two years, and then they brought in another girl for another two years. So this girl who played Stephanie, Juliana Rose Mariello, uh, she's still alive. She's still alive, living in New York. Uh, she's got a daytime Emmy Award for a children's a preschool children's series, uh, for nominated, and that was for the you know the Lazy Town stuff. But she's uh, you know working at a performing arts school. That's amazing that this website made all this stuff up. But it got me into the mind of me. That's where I mean I now I'm way off track, right? I'm into the pink-haired girl from Lazy Town, way off track, and I still haven't got to number nineteen. And I'm thinking, do I do I dare go to 19? Do I dare? So I mean, I have to, right? Finally, got to go back. I got to get out of pink-haired girl from Lazy Town, Stephanie. All the stories about her, and I click on 19. So they have a picture of is it Rumor Willis or Rummer? Uh, probably probably Rummer. R U M E R Willis, Bruce Willis's kid with Demi Moore. Okay, they have a picture of her and Demi Moore side by side. Wearing the same clothes, they look almost exactly alike. And I don't know if that's sad because uh, Demi is way off the rails trying to look young. And she's done a pretty good job of it. I mean, she's 52 and her daughter is 26. And I mean, they look strikingly the same. And I'm just stuck on this picture. Now I'm at 19, and I'm trying to think, do I feel like a dinosaur, or I just feel like you hooked me clicking all these stories, and I had to find out that Stephanie from Lazy Town died of a drug overdose. And then I find out she didn't die of an overdose. So you've 
you've made me sad, and you've made me like you guys actually are doing stories that you just make up. Welcome to the internet, the new age. Make sure you do your own homework. That's been said to me somewhere from somebody. I don't know who that is. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Buck Sexton. I'm not personally invested in any politician. These are just people that are, are given the authority to do a job, and hopefully they do the job well. I'm not looking for somebody to be a savior. I'm looking for someone to be sane. I'm looking for someone to be competent, to, if not make my life easier, at least stop making my life more difficult. Buck Sexton, weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show is on. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Plenty of uh, live broadcasting for you today on the Blaze Radio Network. Mike Opelka will be coming to you live from CPAC uh, in uh, Washington, D.C. And uh, Glenn has his big speech uh, later on this afternoon at CPAC as they wrap it up. Uh, you heard us broadcasting uh, the radio show from there uh, the last couple days, and it's been really busy. And I don't know where they're staying at, the Gaylord, uh, there in D.C., and it's across. It's not technically in D.C. Um, that is a beautiful place. If you ever have an opportunity to go there, you should. I, 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 I'm not doing a, a live spot for the Gaylord. <laughs> Although if they want me to, I will. Uh, I'm a big fan of their properties. Uh, it's really nice, and you can take a little, uh, you know, a little boat ride to see some of the uh, some of the monuments. And you can, you know, obviously most places in D.C. you see the Washington Monument, but you can see it beautifully from uh, the Gaylord and the Reagan International is not far from there. So you get to see, especially when you take the little boat ride, you can see the planes land, and you see how short of a runway that is. Man, those planes come in. I love the pilots on the uh, that are landed in, at Reagan International. Man, those babies come in as like hit the ground, stop. It's the, when Dallas uh, at DFW you land and you land in like three counties away, and you just taxi through about three counties. And uh, at Reagan International, it's hit the ground, stop. Okay, get out. It's uh, there's no uh, there's no wiggle room at Reagan International. So those guys landing there are tremendous. And then uh, we've got, uh, you know, you've got uh, Chris Salcedo coming up at noon, Mike Slater, uh, middle of the afternoon, Joe Paggs this evening, all on the Blaze Radio Network. No need for you to really go anywhere else. My gosh, why, why would you? Why in the world would you do that? It doesn't make any sense, does it? No. No, it doesn't. Now, I want to talk a little bit today about the Aaron Andrews case. My gosh, that was everywhere yesterday, and we didn't get to it uh, on Glenn's show or Pat and Stu. We got to it a little bit, I think, on Pat and Stu earlier this week. Um, but uh, 
fascinated, fascinated with this Aaron Andrews case, and we'll get to that next. I mean, there is so much involved in that, and and uh, you know, it's horrible what happened to her. And I actually, you know, I know her dad, Steve Andrews. He was a, a it was and is a TV reporter in uh, in Tampa Bay, and he's been there for years and years. And I mean, I worked in Tampa Bay for many years, so I know her dad. And the uh, nice man. But anyway, it fascinates me what's going on in this trial because the guy that stalked her and took the pictures, you know, he's done his time. He's, he's in, he's, you know, he was found guilty. And now Aaron, you know, is trying to get some extra cash uh, because she's been wronged by these people. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Fisher. Welcome to it on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show, and this is Jeff Fisher. <laughs> Amazing, I know. So, as I sit here uh, enjoying a ice-cold beverage, <sighs> I'm looking over the Aaron Andrews case, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, if you think to yourself... Man, that, Jeff, what is wrong with your sound? I'm talking to you over a hardline telephone today. We've had some, you know, some technical difficulties between Dallas and New York. But you know what? It still doesn't mean we have to stop enjoying each other. Right? <laughs> right. Okay, then. So as I was saying uh, before we went into the bottom of the hour with the news, I was been fascinated with uh, this Aaron Andrews case. And so she is suing now, and she's suing for $75 million. Okay? Now, she's suing the Nashville Marriott at Vanderbilt University, Windsor Capital Group, and Barrett. Okay? She accuses uh, Marriott of negligence, infliction of emotional distress, and invasion of privacy. Now, this uh case was going on and they did their closing uh, closing arguments uh yesterday as a matter of fact so it was uh you know they showed it was i've listened to some of her testimony and she choked up during the trial and her dad um, her dad took the stand in the trial and uh she, uh, her dad, Steve Andrews, testified that uh, the recordings have devastated his daughter. Uh, she's afraid. She's afraid of crowds, afraid of people. She doesn't trust anymore. He added that Aaron uh, puked just thinking about watching the videos. Yeah, me too. The FBI uh, had asked her to uh, view the clips to help agents find clues about who shot them. Uh huh. Barrett uh, got a two-year prison sentence after pleading guilty to interstate stalking. Okay, so he's already been found guilty of uh, interstate stalking, and you know she's she tried to sue um, Marriott Corporate, 
and that was thrown out. A judge said, uh, no. Nope, that's, uh, that's not happening. Okay. Uh, you can sue some other people, but not that. Uh, the judge said the franchiser was not responsible for security at the local hotel. And, of course, you know, I mean, Marriott released their usual statement, uh, as we maintained uh, since this matter first came to our attention. Uh, Marriott International was not responsible for what happened to Ms. Andrews, and we are pleased that the court has dismissed Marriott International from the case. We continue to be sensitive to the serious nature of this matter and remain committed to the safety and comfort of our guests. Okay. So the the jury goes to uh, uh, deliberations on Monday, as they heard this case. Now I was I'm trying to guess they can you know they can say hey yep Aaron gets seventy five million dollars no problem, or they can say uh, no Aaron you don't get uh, you don't get anything. They can say uh, you know Aaron you make pretty good wage. Um, we'll give you, you know, here's 50,000, get out of here. Uh, and that's what, though, her attorney is arguing that, you know, she's obviously been distressed, her life is a wreck uh, over this, but really is her life a wreck? She's doing, she's working, uh, you know, doing her sports broadcasting. She's doing her dancing with the stars, or was anyway. Um, she is, uh, her career has not been harmed her career, you know, mentally, she's been harmed, no question. Uh, her career has not been harmed at all. Um, which is why she's suing for, you know, negligence, infliction of emotional distress, and invasion of privacy. Because the career has, you know, she's still doing okay. Uh, I'm guessing she makes a pretty good wage. For working, uh, uh, doing sports, and a uh, pretty good wage from doing uh, Dancing with the Stars. Both are uh, both are pretty good gigs. Pretty good gigs. So I'm thinking, is it worth $75 million? Is it worth $75 million? I would actually would have argued, and they argued that. Uh, I, I haven't gone back and listened to and read the transcripts from the trial, but had I been her attorney, and, you know, look, I know I'm not an attorney. I got it, okay? I'm just a radio guy that's talking over the phone to you this morning. <laughs> because there's an issue between, you know, there's a, a, an engineering issue that I can't figure out, okay? So I got it. I'm not an attorney. However... I would have argued that, you know, while uh, this is wrong, and at the time, uh, you know, we Marriott has probably, this particular one, and probably corporate as well, has, you know, upped their security. Um, really, you know, he, they didn't think anything of it when he asked to get the room next to her. Uh, he just, you know, they, oh, yeah, it was fine. Um, which, you know, so security-wise, I mean, I'm sure that's been stopped, or at least you're going to get questioned and want to know why and, and what have you. And, in fact, if you were to specifically ask to be next to someone, um, it better be family, I would guess. 
I mean, I don't know that. But I would argue that this actually helped her career. And she would say, I'm out of my mind. And her dad would say, Jeff, you've lost your mind. Uh, my daughter has suffered greatly. And I got it. I, I understand. And I thought it was horrible. You know, I, I mean, I got it. But is it worth $75 million? That's a lot of money. $75 million. It's a lot of money. Um, for anyone. Anyone comes into $75 million, that's a lot of money. You can quote me on that, by the way. That's correct. $75 million. <laughs> that would help a lot out of the um, infliction of emotional distress, invasion of privacy, and the negligence of Marriott. That would help me get through it quite a bit. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. This is the Blaze Radio Network, 888-900-3393 is the phone number. So, Aaron, I hope you make it through it okay. I really do. I want you to get everything that you deserve, and if it's $75 million, God bless you. Um, it's, I got it. I hope, I hope you do. I hope you make it through. And uh, I'm sure you'll be okay. I'm sure you'll come out okay. Okay. Good news out of California. Smoking age. 21 years of age now. Yay! Well, they approved a bill. California lawmakers approved a bill that would raise tobacco purchase age to 21. Yay! Including restrictions on electronic cigarettes. Why is the big deal? I mean, look. I smoked forever, uh, you know, and would it have mattered if the age was 18 or 21 when I started smoking in, you know, the teens? No, not a chance. I guess it would have made a difference. They were probably, you know, it would have made a difference. On, I couldn't have gotten them. You know, it was they were making it more difficult for the um, younger people to get. However, that having been said, the numbers are going down, right? I mean, big tobacco numbers are way down. Declining sales in the U.S., uh, you know, less and less people are taking up the habit of smoking. They're, you know, they're expanding their brand around the world, in Southeast Asia. And uh, still in Europe, uh, but the you know expanding market is Southeast Asia for big tobacco. Those hateful bastards. Now I'm trying to figure out what the deal is on electronic cigarettes, though. Why that is? That's so bad. Uh, they've already banned them, and they've banned them in some places here in Texas too, which is really really weird. I mean, it's Texas. Most of the time, there are the electronic cigarettes that uh, heat the liquid nicotine uh, into vapor, and you smoke it. And uh, but a lot of the, a lot of times, it's not. They're not. It's not even nicotine. 
You know, it's flavored juice. And they're just, when you see the, the, there's a smoke shop not far from uh, where I live. And every time I go by there, you can see that thing full of smoke. And the guy that, uh, that runs it, he is one of those guys. You, know, you see the pictures of all the, the vapors, and there's just a huge amount of smoke that they're blowing, and it's, it's it's really fascinating to watch for me. I don't know why. It just is. Um, but, uh, I mean, the vaping is smoke. Stop it. I mean, if you don't like it, look, should the restaurant be able to say, hey, uh, no electronic cigarettes and no smoking in this building? Absolutely. Absolutely. And then I can make the choice whether I want to go in there or not. Should the government say uh, no? Eh, you know, the argument is is that uh, you know public health is important. My argument is um, I'll decide. How about that, government? This is the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. On the Blaze Radio Network. is the Jeff Fisher Show. That it is. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. You can uh, follow me on Twitter, at JeffyMRA. Like my Facebook page, Jeff Fisher Radio. Or you can follow me on Instagram as well, JeffyMRA. You should do that. Uh, Many times, it is well worth the price of admission. If you think at any time that the Supreme Court doesn't matter... Yesterday, the Supreme Court knocked down a Louisiana law that could have shut down all but one abortion clinic in the state. Uh, Seven to one vote. Clarence Thomas, the dissenter. Uh, They wanted to require abortion providers to have admitting privileges at nearby hospitals. Uh, which they were saying uh, would close down all these abortion clinics. Uh, If you think uh, the Texas law is going to stand up because uh, they apparently uh, voted on the Texas case uh, before issuing the Louisiana order, I guess we're not going to know the outcome of that uh, until summer, which I'm not sure why, but... uh, uh, they've got to write their opinions and dissent. Okay, I got it. Uh, I do know why. But um, the Texas law wants, you know, you have to be closer to a hospital which shuts down clinics, and you have to have pretty close. I'm not sure if, if they worded it the same. Uh, there might be a wording issue, so the Texas law might be okay. But uh, good luck with that. So those of you that think that the Supreme Court uh, doesn't matter, um it does. And an example, another example before we leave this uh, broadcast hour of the mind of Jeff Fisher. So I see a story 
uh, going down rabbit holes that are just, uh, you know, I, I wander off. I see a story about radio hosts' hiccups lead to serious diagnosis. So the sports radio guy, uh, Big Daddy Graham, uh, 94 Whip, uh, had about with hiccups that would not go away. Um, so he finally got uh, treated, and uh, apparently the hiccups are gone. Uh, and of course, once that happens, you get bombarded with, you know, suggestions of you know, hold your breath, lean upside down, drink water, hold your breath, um, you know, whatever. But uh, apparently, he was diagnosed with atrial atrial fibrillation, also known as AFib, an abnormal heart rhythm. Okay, and that was affecting his breathing and so on. So, and then I remember, I think, oh, you know. When I was on the air in Tampa, we interviewed the girl that had the hiccups for what seemed to be months, but weeks for sure. Um, and she, you know, I mean, she wouldn't stop. We had her in the studio, and she was still hiccuping in the studio. And I think, oh yeah, I wonder, you know, I wonder what happened to her. I look up Jennifer Me, the hiccup girl from Tampa Bay. She's in prison for murder. So. I don't know what it means. I don't know if the radio host needs to be watch himself. I don't know what it means. It just means that I was like, oh, my gosh, I didn't realize that she was in prison for murder. So do hiccups cause murder? I don't this know. This is the study. Jeff Fisher Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. On the Blaze Radio Network, yes. Um, technically and literally phoning it in today. Um, I know some of you are saying, hey, why did you just stay home? You should have come into the studio. Well, some days you just don't feel like leaving the house. Perhaps someday I can have a lawsuit that will give me $75 million and I will never have to leave the house. Michael Pelka coming up live from CPAC immediately following this broadcast. And then uh, this afternoon, Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, and Joe Paggs all live on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, 888-900-3393 is the phone number. And you follow me on Twitter, Jeffy MRA, Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio, and Instagram, Jeffy MRA. So here in Dallas, Texas, we talk a lot about uh, the future and what's going to happen, what's going, what you're going to be able to use, um, what you're going to need to uh, survive, to at least be relevant in the future. Well, one of the things that's coming is virtual reality, and I'm almost uh, there I'm about ready to get, to, I love Samsung products and the new Samsung. Uh, there's a deal that they have now that will come with their virtual reality glasses. 
for their phone, and I am about two seconds away from getting that. I want that in my life. But in Dallas, well, okay, sorry, Arlington. Arlington, you know, the place where the Dallas Cowboys play. Uh, Six Flags over Texas is launching an all-new ride. The New Revolution Virtual Reality Coaster. The New Revolution Virtual Reality Coaster. Welcome to the New Revolution. Riders get headsets. Oh, maybe at the end we hope we have some sort of disinfecting lotion we put on the headsets. Riders will get headsets, then send them into a 360-degree virtual world synced up with the roller coaster. Come on now. That sounds like fun. Let's, 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 let's hear the promo. Experience the incredibly immersive world of virtual reality. Now for the first time on a roller coaster at 55 miles per hour. Fly high above the city in a futuristic jet fighter plane. Perform daring aerobatic maneuvers at up to 5.9 Gs. Darting between buildings and extreme aerial moves. Loop head over heels as you battle the alien forces to destroy the mothership and save the planet. Season pass holders and members try to get it. We'll get it starting March 10th. Open to the public March 26th. I mean, makes it almost worth going to Six Flags because Six Flags has been. Uh, I want to say, I don't know if they've been struggling, but they've not. Uh, you know, not really worth going there for a while. But it's right over there by the stadiums. You got the baseball, the football stadiums, and Six Flags. It's right there in Arlington. So that's coming to a theme park. Coming to a theme park near you. The New Revolution. Sounds fun. It actually sounds like it'll be a fun ride. But. An example of what is coming. Here's a story I've had in my show file for a while, and it ties into the virtual reality story uh, a little bit about what we're heading for in the future. Because I read a story earlier this week about uh, how the future of the bank branch is in trouble because um, the millennials uh, are not going to the bank When's the last time you actually went to the bank? Walked into the bank? I mean, it's been months for me. And I'm trying to think, it's probably been months since I've actually gone to the drive-thru as well. Let alone inside the bank. Um, I, I seriously, I can't remember how long it's been since I've gone inside a bank branch because banking is done online, right? And you become comfortable with it. And so the bank branches are in dire trouble. I mean, the last time I went in, actually the last time I went in, I do remember going in because they had cookies and they had popcorn and there was free coffee. And I was thinking, man, I mean, it was a lot of used car sale. 
am I buying used cars? And uh, everybody was really nice. Um, said hello, talked to you, you know, took care of you. Uh, everybody was really nice, probably because I was the one person of the day. I, there were other people in there just joking. But, uh, I mean, they're trying to at least get you in there, right? At least you say, well, if I stop by the bank, I can have a cookie or I can have some coffee. But usually, I would say that if you're going inside the bank, you're there for uh, whatever transaction, whatever piece of business you need. And you're not thinking, oh, I think I'll just sit down and have a cup of coffee and maybe watch the... Watch the news channel they've got up on the screen there, scrolling the headlines and drinking coffee. And yes, you know, doggone it, Bill, I will have one of those chocolate chip cookies. They look good. Kids, why don't you go get one of those free suckers up there by the counter? And we'll just hang out here for a while. That doesn't happen. So get ready for that. Times, they are a-changing. And one of the things that they are changing is... Microsoft. We've talked a lot about robots on the show. I'm fascinated by robots. And I'm fascinated how far they've come. And really, I think we're farther along than people actually realize. I mean, we're seeing robots now uh, doing the work of humans, but really there are, uh, you know, it takes a few humans to make sure they work. They actually do what they're supposed to do. Um, but they're working now where they'll be able to program them and it will take, you know, one human, uh, you know, on an eight-hour shift. So, you know, how many the robot can work 24 hours a day, right? So you can have one human overseeing 50 robots. I mean, how many robots is it going to take for you to oversee uh, to become uh, viable financially, uh, really viable? Probably not many. Certainly not 50. And 50 would probably be a boom financially. But one of the things that we learned in one of the studies that we talked about on the show, I don't know, a year or so ago, is that people are, are comfortable, people, humans are comfortable with robots that are perceived as robots. Right? I can have a robot into my house, and I know if I know it's a robot, no problem. Uh, the robot can bring me stuff. The robot can turn on the lights. The robot can do whatever. Uh, the robot can talk to me. Uh, but I'm okay with it as long as because I know it's a robot. I know it's not a human. But where people have a problem is when the robot tries to pass off as human. And if they haven't developed it enough to make you think it's human. You know, and you still to this day know, when they're trying to pass it off as human, it's not. Something isn't right. It's just off. You're not sure what it is. So I mean, they're getting pretty good at making it so you're not sure what it is, but you know something is not right. So you're already on the defensive. You're not comfortable because you know that whatever that thing is, it ain't human, and there's something off with it. Well, Microsoft has been conducting uh, a Turing test in China, and 
it's gone relatively unnoticed. Um, it's a test that you know looks to see if a human can detect whether the entity answering the question is a human or a computer, right? I mean, that's the test. Now, they're doing it over, you know, over the phone, uh, over the over the computer. Uh, it's a thing called Shao Ice, uh, Little Bing, and it's used by millions of people in China every day. Okay. Uh, and they talk to it, and it talks to people. If a user sends a picture of a broken ankle, uh, Xiao Ice will reply with a question asking, you know, how much pain and the injury caused. Um, Chinese users were telling Xiao Ice that they loved it. Okay, they've it's up been used by 10 million people now, and it's been, you know, whatever it's helped with, people are saying. 25% of those people are telling it, uh, I love you. So they are close, close to having those robots that are going to seem really human. And I don't know that, I, you know, I think I like it better, I mean, you know, obviously. Uh, you know, if it's if you know it's a robot, I'm kind of on that on that study plan. I, I got you. Okay, I, I know it's a robot. Okay, no problem. It can do that. I'm okay with the robot doing everything as long as I know it's a robot. And I know the United Nations has been having a huge issue and get worrying about, uh, you know, robot wars and uh, the big rich countries uh, making robots to uh, put in battle. And uh, I would venture that that is closer than we think. Um, why not? Why wouldn't we do that? Um, and don't, you know, oh, it's going to kill everybody. No. Uh, if you're going to be in the war zone, you will have something uh, on you, in you, that the so the robot knows uh, I don't have to, I'm not hurting that person. I'm not hurting that thing. Anything else, I'm taking care of. I, I mean, fascinating. Fascinating. And now, you know, one of the things that uh, that being talked about is what you need for the future, right? If we're looking at 30 to 50 years of at least 50% of the jobs uh, going away to robots, you know, every day of the mundane jobs, according to this, you're going to need, uh, you know, uh, three components for your kids or for you, for that matter. Um, cognitive skills, like basic uh, numeracy and literacy, uh, including digital literacy. Uh, advanced problem solving. Creative critical thinking skills. Social and behavioral skills, like conscientiousness, grit, and openness to experience. Uh, technical skills. Engineer, electrician, cognitive and social emotional skill. Starts in childhood, so get them started early. Um, I'll post this story uh, online so you have an idea of what you need to look forward to uh, in the future. But it is—it's uh, coming. It's coming soon, and it wouldn't. You know, I, do I want robot wars? No, not even close. Do I want robot wars? But do I want um, a robot? Uh, 
cleaning my house so my wife and my children and I can spend more time together rather than cleaning and cooking. Absolutely. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Here we go. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Jeff Fisher Show returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. So my main man, Scott Kelly, the astronaut, back on Earth. And I say my main man because a few months ago, my wife uh, was looking at some pictures on Instagram uh, from Scott. And I thought, oh, those are cool. And she said, yeah, he's going to spend a year in space. So for the past, you know, months i've been following this guy on twitter and instagram uh scott kelly year in space and he has posted some fascinating stuff and so then i wanted to find out a little bit more about his year in space what he's doing right because uh he's been in space well the year in space was 340 days his year in space his technical year in space for nasa was 340 days in a row now he's racked up 520 days total in space, which makes him the longest, most days in space as an American. I think there's one or two Russian cosmonauts that have spent more time uh, in space. But anyway, so he's had a year in space, and he was documenting pictures and posts and doing interviews, and I would would have loved to have interviewed him from... Uh, the space station, but if I get an opportunity on this broadcast to interview Scott, I, we, you will definitely hear from him uh, because I think he is it is fascinating the study that he was doing for NASA with the year in space, and he had a twin brother, a former astronaut as well, here on Earth. So you know they're documenting uh, between uh, the brothers to see the difference of you know you're in space, you're on Earth, um, what happens. Uh, blood, everything. So he's back. And he did an interview at Johnson Space Center. And uh, it was uh, it was fascinating. Um, he One of the things he said was uh, the only big surprise was how long a year is. Um, it seemed like I lived there forever. Um, his twin brother said every time uh, I would talk uh, to my brother, I'd say, a year's going by quickly. He'd say, uh, no, it's not. <laughs> I'm up here in this little space station. But uh, he uh, said he's surprised how tired and sore he is now that he's been back on Earth. Um he felt better just after landing than he did after his six-month stint in on the space station in 2010 and 2011. Um, his muscles and joints are aching uh, this time around more, and he said there's a burning sensation on his skin because it hasn't had contact with anything with surfaces and materials. So sitting and standing and sleeping are all you know really uncomfortable right now. And uh, he said adjusting to space is easier than adjusting 
to Earth. And one of the things that I, I chuckled at that I thought was uh, fascinating was uh, in the story it talks about, unlike other uh, returned astronauts who expected objects to float, uh, he said he hadn't dropped anything. Uh, how used you get to doing things, they become such habit that you'd... <laughs> You'd be in your kitchen at the house and, you know, let go of the coffee cup, uh, let go of the water bottle, and uh, guess what? Um, it's not going to float. Uh, it's going to uh, go to the ground. It's called gravity. Uh, he said he missed uh, – he got home. He wanted to jump in the pool. They, I know there's a video. You can go to his Twitter account and, and follow him, and he shows him uh, um, falling in the pool um, he wanted to get home and jump in the pool in Houston. Um, so he played basketball. Um, even worse, he shot basketball, missed it. Um, glad to be home. And uh, he said uh, that he loved the fact that he has running water again and amenities more than the space station. So it's good to have Scott Kelly uh, back on Earth. Welcome back, Scott. Thank you. And uh, I don't know, a year in space? I think I could do the year in space. It's the travel to get where you're going that I couldn't do because they put you in those enclosed spaces, man. And I mean, those, those rockets are really small. The Jeff Fisher Show, the Blaze Radio Network. Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Oh my gosh, it is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Now I know some of you uh, on my Twitter account, uh, at JeffyMRA, uh, commenting that uh, possibility that I'm broadcasting from prison uh, because it sounds like I'm talking to you over a phone. Well, a couple of things I'd like to respond to. Uh, one, uh, if I were talking to you uh, over the phone from a place of incarceration, it would be jail. Okay, the prison and jail are two different things. All right. Uh, just so you know, if you don't know the difference, look them up. Okay. Uh, second, uh, I am talking to you from over the phone because there were some technical difficulties today and I didn't want to just give you just because I was angry saying oh my gosh there's not a a real connection a radio connection between Dallas and New York I could have said that's it and walked away walked away so I've had enough I've had enough okay I can't work like this I can't I could have done that but instead instead because of you, I calmed down, and I looked to my right, and I said, oh, my gosh, there's a hard-line telephone right there. I bet I could call New York, and they could bring me up through the broadcast facility board, and I could talk to you, and, and we could be together. And it's most important that we just be together, Right. I know. It sounds better over a microphone, but I'm sorry, okay? 
I'm sorry. Now, we talked a little bit about Scott Kelly and NASA, and then uh, the last segment, and how cool it was that he spent uh, all the time in space. But NASA is now hiring people for a fascinating study, and no, it's not 340 days in space. However, it is similar to being in space. Okay, And you get to do a couple of different things, which is really cool. Um, 70 days... You can sign up to do this NASA study. You ready? You have to spend, it's for 70 straight days, 70 days. And you think to yourself, 70 days, I can I can do something for 70 straight days. And you get $18,000. So that's kind of cool, right? You think, yeah, I could do something. 70 days for 18000 All right, I can do that. A lot of people out of work. A lot of people don't make that much. Uh, in 70 days, so okay, let's do it. Well, you have to be in bed and you have to smoke different kinds of pot. Now, the smoking different kinds of pot, I'm thinking, is a bonus. But the 70 straight days in bed, ooh, that's a tough one. That is a tough one because the bed is kind of the feet are up a little and the head is back a little bit. And the study is to analyze the, you know, how you react in space, the process. Um, They want to analyze your ability to perform certain tasks, uh, your mental state. And there's going to be two groups of participants. There's going to be the exercising participants and the non-exercising participants. And you think to yourself, hey, I'd rather be in the non-exercising group. Uh, Wrong. Uh, I don't think you would be. Uh, Because you'd have to lay in that bed for 70 days. 70 stinking days. Okay? I mean, that's a long time to lay down. And you've still got to... uh, do your business, and you got to smoke dope, and you got to do perform tasks, uh, and you have to stay in the bed. So, is that worth eighteen thousand dollars? <laughs> not for me. It's not. Might be worth that for someone. Now, the exercising group, you get to mo- get up and move around the room, the space, whatever they have you in. Um, but. Uh, There you go. Contact NASA if you want to do the bed rest studies program for 70 days and 70 nights, 70 straight days in bed, smoking pot. Okay? All right. No problem. Now, one of the, uh, there's a couple of big stories. First of all, uh, the O.J. Simpson story, plastered everywhere. Um, Police officer, according, according to the story, uh, which brings the O.J. case back up, right? Um, the O.J. case comes back up, uh, which is fascinating that it comes back up because now they've got uh, the FX uh, miniseries of the People versus O.J., right, with uh, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. Um, and I, I, I'm going to have to watch it, I guess. I don't know that I was ready for it. I didn't think I was ready for it, but I kind of am now, I think. And I actually, 
uh, have a theory. Now, I just I just thought of this, looking at this story, because yesterday the story broke about the O.J. Simpson and the knife, and and what happened was is that uh, apparently they were doing construction uh, near on O.J.'s property, and a guy finds a knife. Right? He finds a knife, and he says, oh, my gosh, this is a knife on O.J.'s property. And he goes out, and he finds the first police officer he could find who was off-duty at the time, but in the neighborhood uh, as part of some kind of security thing for a film that was being filmed. And so he gives it to the cop and says, hey, this was on O.J.'s property. Uh, found it out, and the cop takes it. Well, apparently the cop just deep-pocketed it and kept it all this time. And now it's been rediscovered. And it's still, you know, apparently had some kind of blood on it, dirt, whatever. And so, you know, they've got this big deal, and the O.J. Simpson is, you know, back in the news. And uh, they can't. It was found not guilty. They can't retry that case. Sorry. And I know he was guilty. He had to pay all this money, and now he's in prison because he's guilty. I know. I got all that. But they found him not guilty in the original case. We all remember that, right? So now you've got the FX uh, miniseries, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. playing O.J., and uh, it's a big miniseries, and I listened to an interview with him not long ago about this, and it sounds fascinating um, about him playing O.J. And uh, so as I'm reading the story, I look down, and then there's another story uh, on the O.J. Simpson show, and it says The People versus O.J. Simpson is the rare basic cable show that uses the F word. Why is it allowed to do that, is the story headline. Well, first of all, because it's cable. Okay. Now, they usually uh, they usually impose, uh, you know, the word police. Uh, but uh, a lot of times they don't have to, and and that whole censorship of cable is self-imposed. A lot of it, um, I guess you know, you, some of it has not been tried in the courts with the FCC, but it's radio and uh, network television that adheres to those. Uh, if you if I'm paying for something, which is cable TV, I'm paying for it. I mean, you can do what you want. It's not community standards. I'm paying you to provide me uh, entertainment. If I don't like it, I'll go away. Uh, you know the word police uh, on this network. Uh, you know that's it's really uh, except for the Glenn Beck radio program. I'm trying to think of any other shows on uh, the network. Well, Joe Pags, uh, Mike Slater does as well. So does Chris Salcedo, a broadcast on uh, regular radio along with the Blaze Radio Network. Um, Really, the Blaze Radio Network, we could say whatever we want. And you'll go away because you'll be offended. So, you know, we don't do it. And that's not what we try to do anyway. We don't, you know, that's, it's okay. But, Really, technically, we could do that. I mean, it's, you know, like I said, it's stupid, too. But, anyway, my new theory. I got sidetracked on the word police because the word police drive me crazy. But, so, 
a new series comes out, right? The People versus O.J., O.J. Simpson. And I'm thinking, and I wonder if many people felt like I do. Oh, my gosh. Sorry about O.J. Are we ready for that? I mean, I got it. It's been 20 years. Just think of that. I feel like a dinosaur with that. Now, it's been 20 years since O.J. Um, I don't know that I'm ready to sit through, you know, Cuba Good being O.J., and we know we still, you know, the juice, man. He was talking about a guy falling from grace, man. He was top of the world, and he fell from grace. And now, you know, he's in prison. I feel like he's in prison now because, you know, everybody thought he should be in prison for the murder, Z, plural. And uh, so they went really hard on him over trying to get his stuff back with the gun and the robbery uh, you know, so he's in prison, and I got it, whatever. But I wasn't really ready to sit through the, a case about O.J. Now, now all of a sudden, this mystery knife shows up that could possibly be from the O.J. property and maybe the knife that O.J. used, and O.J. Simpson is back in the news, and the case is back in the news, and people are interested in the O.J. Simpson case. And, oh, my gosh, they're able to watch the FX show, The People versus O.J. Simpson. Ha! That's it. That's exactly what it is. The knife is just a promo piece for the show. Oh, my gosh. I've been had. I've been had. I've been had. This is the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. is the Jeff Fisher Show. That it is on the Blaze Radio Network, yes. Talking to you live over the technology that is so unbelievable, it's called a phone line. Michael Pelka is going to be broadcasting live from CPAC this morning, uh, immediately following this broadcast, and then you're going to have uh, Chris Salcedo Mike Slater and Joe Paggs coming up today all Saturday on the Blaze Radio Network. And then, uh, you know, there's no reason really to go anywhere else. I mean, heck, you've got Sundays, and then you've got um, Monday through Friday with, uh, you know, Doc and Skip, some guy named Glenn Beck who wants to stab his producer, uh, Buck Sexton, Jay Severin, Pat and Stu all on the Blaze Radio Network. I hate to uh, remind everyone, uh, I know that uh, they were having such a big fit yesterday after the show, after the radio show about Glenn wanting to stab Trump. Um, uh, No, uh, it wasn't true. I'm glad we finally got that straight Uh, by the end of the day yesterday. They finally got it straight after Stu set them straight. Um, Thank you, Stu. Uh, We all knew uh, that he was talking about stabbing Stu. Uh, in fact, we, that was going into a break, and we laughed. A uh, Pat, Stu, and myself laughed off air because I was happy that Glenn actually threatened Stu and not me. Uh, I've had my life threatened uh, several times, uh, more than once, uh, during the broadcast. Uh, it's part of the show. 
and perhaps the people should actually listen to the show. But that doesn't matter. They don't want to listen to the show. What they want to do is make Glenn look bad and evil and wrong and just give the big headline. So the rest of you, I mean, for that, you can all just rot where you can, can rot. You hear me? Yeah. I did censor myself there because of the word police. But you know exactly what I meant. Okay? <laughs> it's agonizing. I can't believe. Uh, Stu said it in one of his posts uh, yesterday, and uh, and I'm going to uh, reiterate that here now. I can't believe that uh, we have to uh, stick up for our host uh, because he was saying he was going to stab us, him, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that you know as well as anyone else that Glenn wouldn't talk about stabbing any person running for president of the United States. Agonizing. And speaking uh, of running for the president of the United States, uh, one of the biggest stories on my Facebook page, uh, Miley Cyrus uh, vows to move if Donald Trump is elected president. And my first reaction was, um, you know, what's stopping you now, Miley? Is there an issue? Because um, you can go. <laughs> I got news for you. I'm not missing you. Okay, if you want to move, don't let that whole Donald Trump election stop you. Or don't wait for that. Uh, I, and it's almost worth it for me to think that Donald could win if you were to move. But I don't really want that to happen. So, Miley, just go. Because it could happen. That's what, really, you should just go away. Because it could happen. All right. Opelka coming up live from CPAC. Have a great week. Next week, hopefully, I'll be out of jail. And I can talk to you over a microphone. That'll be wonderful. And i got to tell you, though, uh, if nobody's told you, you look great today. Seriously. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.